I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, to those who send notes and share their experiences of the runes. That's what it's all about, and I'm grateful for the engagement. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the podcast and the RuneCast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can find at soulintentarts.com or Amazon, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal or Square, or by contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. You can also subscribe to the paid version of the Weekly Rune there, and thank you for it. I just want to pause for a moment and let it sink in that this is the 80th episode of What in the Weird. What is up with that? I had no idea. I'm forever urging my students and mentees to decadently celebrate their victories, So I'm bringing it here. That is awesome. And thank you so much for sticking around. I had no idea, really. And along that line, I also want to point out that everyone will be able to read the Winter Solstice Runecast for this week. I generally make the weekly casts on solstice Am I saying that right? Anyway, I usually make them available to everybody. So if you like it and you want to keep getting the full Runecast, be sure to register for it at Patreon. Later this week, the detailed Sabbath runecast will come out at the Satyrkin level of supporters. So if you want to catch that, go sign up for that tier of support. So let's talk about Yera. That is our half rune for this week. And in past episodes, I've focused on Yera as this is the time of year that can't be pinned down. And I want to circle back to that in a different way in this episode. So yes, in the modern psyche, Yera is often relegated to meaning harvest, simply put. As in people dancing around, eating freshly picked fruit, and recently butchered meats, and drinking this year's mead, whatever. It's, it's always assumed that it's bountiful, and that it's a party, it's assumed that we all did well this harvest, and that it was a great 
growing season, like just by virtue of this time of year happening every year, that Yera is the rune of winter solstice. And because of that, we're all guaranteed the same harvest, the same plentiful outcome. No, no, it just doesn't work that way. We don't know what harvest is going to bring. I mean, I always thought that was harvest, right? That you don't know. You just kind of put in your best effort, knowing that there are other elements at play, and that's that's what it's going to be. But somehow, we talk about Yera as in lots, and we talk about winter solstice kind of in the same way. It's the the winter solstice aspect of season has gotten muddied with our observation of holidays and and they're not necessarily the same thing so yeah harvest we can't control the weather although i'm open to an argument that on some level we can uh, we can't control our capability to produce we, we can't control a lot of things there are tons of factors beyond the you just do your thing and it's all good and, and that that openness that undefined territory of what wedges into, I put in my effort, and then outcome, you know, what happens in between those two things. We are deeply uncomfortable with that territory. That is the facet of weird weaving that bothers everybody. And just generally speaking, any undefined territory is the scariest place that humans can imagine. A lot of us find the unknown more threatening than a known absolute bad outcome. Because at least with a bad outcome, we can prepare ourselves. We can, we can grieve. We don't want to, but, but we kind of sort of know what that looks like and we can start the process that comes next. With unknown and unknowable, We have to defer to different coping skills, ones that our culture does not teach us and and the ones that would equip us for long-term processing of unpredictable pain and potentially, you know, longevity of that skill. The sense of not having a clear this or that is very appropriate to Yara, to harvest and to winter solstice. And by winter solstice, I don't mean the holidays. I'm talking about the global stellar experience that is solstice. The northern hemisphere, we're the opposite of the southern hemisphere. Clearly, they're both dramatic changes. I'm focusing on the northern transition in this episode. So anytime the stellar bodies are changing, wherever you are in the world, they require us to adjust our coping skills. Like we don't necessarily like it, but we know it's coming. It's been this way. It is built into our wiring that these kinds of stellar changes are just part of our lives and we have to be able to deal with them. We know in the North that the longest night is coming. We've known this since we got here. And that means that the tension we feel around our experience of Yera in season and of the holidays is natural. I would even say it's normal, given the shift that it really is, literally and in our psyches. 
I want to talk about dealing with the unknown and when harvest isn't so great, when you're not really looking forward to the holidays, uh, when you want to feel direct relationship to the holidays, but you just don't for whatever reason. And what I'm getting at under all of this is that it is all normal. Part of our ancient human brain function feels this time of year as a very old and unconscious stress. We can say it's the shopping. We can say it's the pressure to spend money, to have to sit across the table from a shithead relative, the inundation of holiday music, the reason for the season. All of those things are real. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that they are modern. They are current. They're nonetheless true components that reflect how our modern sense of harvest is going, right? They make us ask, do I have control over my resources? And if I don't, who does and why? Do I have boundaries with my family? Do they support my worldview? Do I support theirs? If they don't support my worldview, what processes do I have to put into play in order to spend time with them? And is it worth it? Are those acrobatics worth it? Where do I find myself in this season? Do I need to find myself in this season? And what is my direct relationship to it? Those are all real things, real considerations that people grapple with around the holidays, let alone losing a loved one, dealing with physical, emotional, mental illness around the holidays. You know, even 10 years ago, we didn't honor how real those stresses are. That was not part of the conversation that we had. We just pushed through and we did the same old shitty traditions and ate the same old overcooked ham. Anyway, people aren't doing that now. They're not succumbing to externally enforced norms for the holidays. They're more likely to set holiday traditions that actually support who they are and what they believe now, what is actually supportive and peaceful and choosing to spend time with people who foster those qualities in all of life. And some people are now more comfortable to say, I just don't resonate with any of it and be absolutely perfectly okay with that. What I'm getting at is even the deeper stress that revolves around a real fear of darkness can be managed better. The whole reason that we don't know how to manage it better is because we've been separated from it by colonization. Like we feel it. We feel the tension of our ancestors going, holy shit, it's going to be dark tonight. Do we have enough food to get through what that's going to bring for the next few months? I mean, you, you hear people talk about that part of it and then kind of building in this buffer that's like, but we have heat. It's not a big deal to us anymore. And yet the tension is there. The, the, the knee-jerk reaction is to say it's stress from the holidays. And I'm suggesting that, yes, we do have stress from the holidays, but we have stress because colonization separated us from knowing how to deal with darkness. You hear people talk about, and me, talk about um, colonization as disrupting our relationships to really good things, to really healthy and things that worked for a really long time as animists. 
But it's also disrupted our relationship to darkness, to shadow things, even things that just don't feel good. And in that lack of being able to really feel those things, we've forgotten that darkness is natural and having coping skills for dealing with darkness and shadow is natural too. In the same way that we've managed to create better holiday observations for ourselves, we can also tend unconscious ancient fears of the dark. That may look like ancestor tending, doing healing on your family lines. It may look like being kinder to yourself in general and allowing room for any self-shadow parts. It might look like spending some actual time in nature in the dark this season. You don't have to go all wild hunt and roam the woods at night, but you can. You totally can. Because you can overcome shitty states of being. You can overcome or at least come into relationship with the darkness in yourself. You can at least give yourself the option, right? In Runic Book of Days, I said that the challenge of Yera is to be accountable to our own process. And sometimes that's just easier said than done. It also doesn't mean that all facets of your process are your fault or that they're all personal. All the things that are holding you down and keeping you from being accountable to your own process may not be yours. Yara's affirmation from the book is, Wisp of light in the dark unknown. Both are allies in my success. But you know what? If it's too hard to find the dark as an ally, that's okay too. You don't have to. If you can, just ask some other folks, some people you really trust to help you just be with the darkness. Ask them to sit in it with you. And even though our human shadows don't just lift with a change in the earth's positioning to the sun, I still see you. I hear you, I believe in you, and I appreciate you and thank you for everything that you do to be here. Mm-hmm.